Why bother? Well, if you want to create your ultimate life, this is the place. You can always do nothing, but if you're ready to move, start here. Hello, 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 and welcome to today's new episode of Your Ultimate Life. We're at episode 602, and this is the second one that I've gone to video, and I'm excited about it. I looked at yesterday's, and I'm excited we're doing this. Just in the microphone there just a bit. And this is video number two in what will be a 26-part series on Mastering Your Monsters. And yesterday we talked about, like, what this series is about and why I found it so important to do because it's changed my life. Understanding what monsters are and how to identify them, how to control them. And so that's what we're going to do. And we're going to deal in some of these about mindset stuff. And then we're going to take several. 16 of the 26 are going to be specific monsters. Uh, and, and also how to maximize your work with this kind of stuff. Because, again, my whole purpose in this is to help you. To give you every tool that I've learned over decades of struggle and work and wonder and misery and victory and everything else about taking control of your life. Because here's the truth. You are the master of your life. Like no ifs, no ands, no buts, no maybes. You're the master of your life. And I don't care what's been done to you. I called those outer monsters yesterday. Some people are born in, with difficulties. And, and I, I'm not claiming to be that. I was born with ears that deteriorated. So my hearing, I started wearing hearing aids in 2000. That's 20 years ago. And then in 2010, after 10 years of progressively stronger hearing aids, I had an operation called a laser stapedotomy where they went in and drilled a hole in the stapes, and I don't even know all the details, and put some kind of a thing in there to help because there was some calcification on the bones. That restored about 75% of the hearing, but my hearing's still not okay, and it's deteriorated further, so I have hearing aids. I don't wear them all the time. I'm blessed that I don't really have to, although it's annoying to my wife sometimes because uh, there is a bit of, huh, what? And she's gotten a little used to it, and she's kind about it. But anyway, that was something I was blessed with, an, an outer monster. Another one was my eyes. Starting in first grade, I've been wearing glasses, and they've been getting progressively stronger and stronger. Over the decades, I developed something called keratoconus, and starting in my mid-30s, which is now 30 years ago, I couldn't go back to glasses because my eyeball corneas were mush. And so I needed contact lenses to hold them in shape. And now I wear contacts that are so big, you can't see this. They go out past the iris and clear to the whites of the eyeball to give my eyes some shape so that the lenses that are also built into the contacts can give me cornea shape and then let me see. I'm not whining. Those are just things that I have. You have been born or developed or were inflicted certain things. I've told you the story of the dog, my dog Aiden, who we had for 10 years, who we had an accident when he was just a puppy. Speakers fell on his toes, broke all of the metatarsals on a New Year's Eve in 2007, New Year's Eve of 2008. Screaming, dog was screaming in pain, took him to the vet. They operated, did the best they could, but later all the way through his life until he passed in 2018, 
He was only 10 and a half, so he should have had a couple, three more years left. But that's a whole divine story that I don't have time in this podcast episode to tell you. But that was a precious thing, that puppy coming in my life at that moment, living a certain time, and then going. And he taught me lessons that make me emotional now to even think about it. But anyway, the point of that is that external monster was imposed on him, and he never complained. It healed the best he could. And when he was, as the years went by, when he ran too much, he limped. And they told us that, that he probably would never heal all the way. And when it got cold, he limped. He didn't let it change his life any. He was a dog and he lived like dogs live with the exuberance and excitement and forgiveness and love and curiosity and everything that dogs have until the day he passed. So if you have external monsters imposed on you in the terms of health, in terms of economics, in terms of cruel people in your life or bad situations, they are what they are. The joy and the richness of life is making the choices of what to do with what you have. Anytime I spend complaining about the fact that my ears aren't good, even though I own and run a recording studio and have been doing that for 40 years and mix and master music and produce professional stuff. And I have to rely on some visual cues and some equalizers and spectrum analyzers and stuff to substitute for some of the nuances of hearing. And I'm still able to do professional work, but I have to deal with that external monster. And now these contacts, they can't even correct my vision to 2020, 2040 is as good as it gets. Any amount of time that I spend complaining or that Aiden A-D-E-N, the dog would have spent, now dogs don't do that, but would have spent complaining about the limp, didn't do anything and wouldn't do anything. So that's the external monsters, the outer monsters that we have imposed on us. And some people have terrible ones, and some have, it seems, very few. But everyone is here in this world to see what each of us will do with the deck we have. Now, if this little tiny life was all there was, then somebody that got a crummy deck that had all threes in it or something would be complaining, and rightfully so. It's not fair. How come I got a hard deal and a raw deal? But because this life is a micro speck of eternity, and inside of our hearts, we all know we came from somewhere. We feel that. We feel sometimes people call it past lives and deja vu and remembrance and ancestral memory, and there's a million names for it. But we know we came from somewhere. We know there is time before this time. And we also know, if we are quiet and tell the truth, that when this body stops functioning, however good or broken it is, that's not the end. In the essence, our spirit goes somewhere next. We know that. So the idea that we have to chafe and complain about the lack of fairness from these external outer monsters is just a waste of time. The game is simple. What am I going to do with the hand and deck that I have? I dealt with depression for 35 years. When I was 52, I finally started a four-year journey to get a handle on it. It took me four, five years to really get a handle on that. Okay, so that's 57. I'm only 66. So the last eight years of my 66 have finally been a real progression upward. Before that was a lot of ups and downs and bouncing around. So the title of this episode 602 is Why Bother? And I'm hoping 
that uh, I've answered that question. Why bother? Well, one way to live, why bother is because the purpose of this life is to see what we're going to make with the, with the hand that we're dealt. That's it. To see how good we can live with what we have. So that's true if we we're born in the Middle Ages and live 38 years, or if we're born today and live 82. Somebody said the other day in an article that the first person to live to 150 has already been born because life expectancies are going up. On the other hand, we see health and nutritional trends bringing life expectancies down. So I don't know which is going to trump in the end, and it doesn't matter because the idea to prolong life is, is mostly based on the idea that this is all we have, and so we have to live as long as possible. Nonsense. We should be healthy. We should treat our bodies like temples and do good with them, and we should make everything we can out of what we've got, whatever it is. Now, I can't talk about all the ages past and, you know, time bef before Christ and time in the Middle Ages, the Dark Ages and stuff when there were lots of things that are sad and unhappy, but the game was the same. Today, whether we lived in tents and herd sheep or whether we live in houses and herd electrons, <clears throat> the game is the same. <clears throat> so why bother? Because that's the only game in town. <clears throat> what are you going to make out of what you have? And the real key isn't how much money you're going to make and how much you get to lord it over others. It's how much good are you going to do? How what are you going to make out of yourself and the good that you're going to choose to do in the world? That's the game. So one way people live is just kind of live it like it comes. Yeah, whatever. I'll just go with the flow and live like whatever happens. And yeah, I won't be a really bad person. I won't hurt anybody, but I'm really going to focus on maximizing my own fun and enjoyment. That's kind of the radio station WIIFM. What's in it for me? Well, there's two ways to look at that. What's in it for me in the short term says I need to go ski as much as I can if I like skiing. Uh, I need to make as much money as I can. I need to get high. Uh, I need to experience everything I possibly can because this is all there is. And so I need to drink and party and dance and <clears throat> do drugs if that's your thing or whatever it is be, and climb mountains and you know, dive to the bottom of the ocean and experience every possible thing because then it's all going to be gone and then I will miss everything I didn't do. Wow, that's really sad. Not because there's anything wrong with doing all those things and having those experiences, but because it misses the point. The point is to love and serve each other. I heard a talk the other day that some research indicates that more than 50% of people at any given time are going through something really hard, really hard. Somebody they, they or somebody they know has got a serious illness, cancer, or is in the hospital, or they're having some terrible financial things, or somebody betrayed them bad. There's a huge challenge going on in their life. More than 50% of the people at any given moment. So if half to two-thirds of people are having a really, really tough time at any given moment, there's a real opportunity there for all of us to refine ourselves, or there's a gigantic opportunity for all of us to sit around, commiserate, and mope. I don't know. 
You can decide which party you can you want to go to. I have been to both parties and the sit around and do everything for myself and party and ski and indulge and everything else. All was fun for that long. And then there was what's the next indulgence? What's the next thing I can buy? What's the next thing cash can provide me? And, you know, it's never enough. And the reason it's not enough is because it's not what we need. What we need are soul-satisfying experiences that resonate in our hearts and build our character and the energetic essence, I'll call it the spirit, that we came with. That's the thing that needs experience and needs to grow. And the experiences aren't adrenaline-pumping, high-mountain climbing. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But the point of our growth here is to see how much we can learn to live with, love, and care for each other. That's what we're here to do. So here's, here's the point. Why bother is the name of this exercise or the name of this episode. Why bother is because learning to master the monsters that keep me and keep you stuck is the sum and substance of this life. Amassing wealth and amassing cool experiences for self-gratification is not the sum and substance of this life. There's nothing wrong with camping and hiking and cool things that amass experiences. But that is not the goal. It is a byproduct of learning to do the things that get us to the ultimate life, which is serving with your divine gifts. The phrase that I use is discover, develop, and serve with our divine gifts. That's the thing that makes us happiest. That's the thing that develops us the most. We are the most developed, most capable, most powerful, most useful, most able to make contribution and do good when we discover, develop, and serve with our divine gifts. That's the sum and substance. So on one hand, it's amassing experiences that make me feel good and I think are cool. And on the other hand, it is choosing, it's a choice, to discover, develop, and serve with our divine gifts. So that is why bother. Now, here's what I want to challenge you to. As you go through this, uh, yesterday was number one, today's number two, 24 more episodes. Uh, yeah, 24 of 26 more episodes about mastering your monsters. Dig in here. Don't attack this with skeptical, yeah, whatever, I'll just listen. It's a bunch of crap anyway. That's a waste of your time. Give yourself forgiveness for any mistakes you've made in the past. Don't chew yourself out, but resolve today to dig in here with me and master your monsters or the things that have kept you held back and learn with all your heart to discover, develop, and serve with your divine gift. And you might discover, like I have in the last eight years, as I have finally took the five that it had divine intervention in 2007 and five years of work getting on top of the depression that had run my life for 35 years. And in the last eight, now going on nine years, I have lived hard the things that I am telling you, the things I'm going to describe and share everything I can with you. That is the way to have a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy, which really is 
your ultimate life. Now you know why it's important to get on the road to mastering your monsters. And what I want you to do is subscribe to the channel, of course, but first watch that next video because the important part is what are your monsters?